You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, sponsored by Broken Egg Games. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 156 of Line of Sight. My name is Chandler. I am here with Jaden. Hello. I'm here. Yeah. Also, Brett is here. That's three years worth of episodes if we hadn't missed any. It's true. true. Yeah. Thankfully, we've missed none, so it's exactly yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing we haven't missed a single week. That definitely yeah. hasn't happened at all. We, we definitely <laughs> didn't start the cast in, in June. Is there oh, no. a way I can get on? Is is there a way I can get on our website and like change the date things got posted on to just fudge yeah, it? Tell you but what, why? Redo the whole website and nobody will ever know. You're not wrong, actually. <laughs> that's definitely the reason to do it. Is, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, there's no other reason to redesign our website at this point except uh, no. except for. It's not uh, like we have it's, literally it's otherwise flawless. <laughs> yes, yeah. otherwise flawless. Uh, hey everybody. Uh, there's news. Uh, Iron Kingdom's Requiem's killing it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think it's about to hit six hundred thousand. Uh, maybe they got three hours, but it's uh, I, as I am staring at it right now, it's at five eighty four thousand one hundred and thirty three, with three hours to go. Sixty seven hundred backers, which is pretty I'm gonna, awesome. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty much double what I was expecting. When when we saw the initial push, I was like, I bet they'll get to 500k, but it's definitely passing that a bit. Uh, I am excited because I didn't think they would quite. I wasn't sure if they were going to reach 585k because you never really know what to expect with like the last handful of hours push. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll reach it because we're we're like 800 dollars away, uh, which is cool because I was really excited about the stretch goal they put over that, which is the NPC gallery. Yeah. Uh, the picture of Pendrake to me implies that they mean like characters. Yeah. Uh, I'm really curious to see how they design some of the like characters of the IK that are still alive, I guess, and aren't <laughs> on another galaxy or whatever is going on at this point. Yeah. Well, uh, and the yeah. other thing to remember about their funding number right now is this is not counting retailer pledges at all. So sure. yeah, it might be like yeah. significantly yeah. higher than we know. No, and I am excited to see things like the the they, the last stretch goal they've got on here is the updated timeline, which I think a lot of people would be really interested in seeing because we don't know what the heck's going on. And also having such a specific timeline would just be really nice. Yeah. Uh, general. Yeah. If, if yep. it's like their past Kickstarters, they're probably just going to throw it in no matter what happens. Yeah, probably. Usually, I don't. I think they don't really put something on here unless they're already kind of working on it, right? So. Yeah. Yep. That's really exciting. Um, I've talked to them a little bit about. We. I want to do kind of a episode like priming fifth edition a little bit for people who aren't used to it. I don't know when we'll do that though. We'll be eventually. Because we did not make it before before the Kickstarter ended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, for sure. But I more more mostly just wanted to have it out prior to Requiem actually releasing. Right. Yep. Uh. Which there's some time. I think it's like September is what they're aiming for. Or September for the Kickstarter point. and then October for general release, I think. Yeah. Hopefully. I would love it if the digital copies came out earlier than that. But you know, who knows? We'll see. Uh, Retribution CAD is probably already live because it's going up on the 12th, right? Yeah, the day after we record. Yep. Yeah. 
putting up on a Fridays. Isn't aren't they usually on like Wednesdays? No, the the updates are usually on Fridays. Oh, sorry, uh, this is the update. My brain yeah. was like CID starting on Friday. No, right, the RET one. Because uh, there's another thing. Um, yeah, so the yeah the the retribution CID uh, the dynamic update should be up already at the point you're listening to this. So go check that out if you haven't. I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the thing I was thinking of was the Crucible Guards CID, which starts on the 17th. Yep. Nice. Sure which is apparently Jaden's birthday. Sure is. Happy birthday. I had to guess at the 17th because I just aimed for Wednesday because all Jaden put was going live on Jaden's birthday. And I was like, I don't remember when that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so the CID for that is going up. They spoiled Lucas today. Uh, I love that guy so much. I'm sure has TK now, which another, is sure another thing. Another CID, another caster banded brawl machine. I know we're batting so like perfectly. It's <laughs> discouraging, actually. At least it's not like a new caster this time. That's true. Yeah. You know, not like something that just released that people are like new toy. Uh, but I will say he's great. Mm-hmm. I'm really yeah. excited about him. Uh, yeah, so that's the idea of starting conversations around that will be really interesting. Um, Lucas being updated is especially kind of interesting because he's in two factions, technically speaking. Uh, yep. Uh, so, yeah. Good times. Uh, also, we've got on here a shout out to our wonderful contributors. So as people have seen for the past, like, what is it? Uh, month and some months and months. Yeah. Uh, we've been kind of going through talking to various content creators who have been doing stuff on Line of Sight, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, so if you look back through our um, prior casts and the like, you'll see some of these, as well as, of course, somebody we're talking to today. Uh, so yeah, go check out. we got Field of Fire, which is awesome. Uh, Manuel's a crazy person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vicarious Competition, we talked to uh, to Mike last week, which I was a little late posting that, but it is up. Um, and that was a lot of fun. That actually got me pretty hyped to play some more Monster Apocalypse because I have not played that for a while, and I forgot how much I like that game because it's great. Uh, Blightbringers for you, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, they've been floating around for a while, but uh, yeah, Blightbringers, good Legion stuff. Uh, they're a super friendly bunch of guys, uh, friends there. Uh, we've also got Charge and Spike, who we talked to. The, they are the wonderful uh, Warcaster podcast. Which is really fun. It's good to see like stuff popping up for um Other for games. Warcaster because mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, then Jaden's nonsense. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, Jaden is doing a secure and extract uh, with it's with your brother, right? It's uh it's with my brother Tegan and with Peyton. Ah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they've been talking about uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Which yeah. uh, is a lot of fun. Uh, so the one that I haven't mentioned on here, which is the one that we're bringing on this week, is Midnight Monpod. Oh well, there's also Brawl Machine BIOS, which I totally forgot to put on the, the notes. But wow, sorry, Malorian. <laughs> sorry, Malorian, we love you. Yep, way to go, way to go. I'm, I'm the worst. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, today we're talking to uh, Garrett. How's it going? It's going pretty well, guys. Nice. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what what you do? Uh, right. So I'm Garrett. I run the Midnight Monpod Monster Apocalypse podcast. Um, I was running it for about yeah, eight to ten months, just randomly on my own as a uh, 
way to keep myself busy when I got home from second shift work during COVID lockdowns. Um, and uh, back around Thanksgiving or so, uh, Mr. Class was like, hey, I, I can probably get you hooked up with the line of sight guys. We could get you, like, you know, working with everybody over here. And he got that ball rolling because dude has so much energy. I know. It doesn't it's, stop. It's absurd. I my uh, yeah, when I originally started podcasting it was with Emmanuel and it's it's a it's an adventure. <laughs> he's a, he's a wild guy. He's great fun to work with though, so Oh, definitely. Yeah. If you want if you want hype <laughs> <laughs> he's just like a ball of excited. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's, he's like awesome. Hungerford's twin, but bald. <laughs> yes, that's that's precisely it. That's, Email. Uh, yep. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, today, so we've been kind of having a, our guests talk about kind of like what, what topic it is that they want to talk about. And so it looks like the one that we're kind of wanting to talk about today is having fun with the game as your focus is shifting towards competition. Um, this is a conversation I think we have had before, similar comp- conversations a little bit, at because least. it's an important one to have. Yeah, it's it is. an important one yeah. to have. Uh, probably some of the most, like, there, there's an interesting, you see this with, with pretty much any game, but War Machine gets it a lot because it's so well-designed as a competitive game. Um, it's the kind of never-ending, like, rift between, like, casual, quotation marks, versus competitive players. They are the yeah. enemy, apparently. Uh, and yeah, and um, part of that kind of comes down to like, there's a lot of perceptions about going into competitive play, right? It, it, especially a lot of the time when you hear people talk about competitive play, they're like, well, I'm not really competitive. I like to have fun. And it's like, <laughs> well, I, they're, they're I, not I, mutually exclusive. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it always kind of gets put across that way as like, yeah. no, right, I just well, like having fun. And it's like, well, yeah, there's, there's that sort of like perception that competitive players just want to win and casual players just want to play, I think, which I don't think that those are entirely untrue, but they're also oh, not entirely true. It depends a lot on the person, too. That There's, too, yeah. There are definitely people who are just there to win. I have definitely run into those people. Um, but one thing that, and it will get to kind of talking about the actual topic a little bit, but um, one thing that like I've, I've noticed with the War Machine community, and I can't really speak to other communities because I've never like played like a top convention table with any other game um, is that like, so you definitely get that. There is definitely that subset of people who are just like, I'm here because I want to win games and I don't care about anything else. Like I'm not really here to like have a good time. And you can kind of tell that sometimes. Uh, but I will say that like when you're in like the, the top eight kind of groups, you find a lot more people who are like there because they want to get better not because they want to win, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, now um, everybody wants to win. It's competition, right? But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on other games, but I, I got, I got to the finals table of a tournament in another game, and like, I'm like, oh, that was a really cool game. I, you want to talk about it afterwards and like figure out like how the matchup goes? And he's like, no, I'm gonna use that to beat you next time. <laughs> I was just like floored <laughs> like i never even considered saying that i'm, I'm used to i'm used to like playing brandon owens and talking about it for two hours afterwards right? yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like will rutan runs over he's like guys 
The next round starts in three minutes. Your table isn't set up. You haven't turned in your sheets. What have you been doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've, we've been yeah. talking, Will. Well, stop talking and get moving. Go, go, yeah. go, go. And it's like, yes, boss. Sorry, boss. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that. So let's stop talking I, over here. I can't speak to War Machine, but I know the uh, TTS tournament circuit with Monster Apocalypse has a lot of hour-long after-action. Let's go let the peanut gallery rip us apart. Uh yeah. Oh, that's so that's fascinating. A, Wait, so I hadn't thought about that. That's a really fun aspect of like online yeah. games, right? Now that, so it's, yeah. it's like one game a day, right? Uh, sometimes more, sometimes less. Uh, I know that at least two games went off in the. Uh, I think we're in round four of the current event. Two games went off earlier tonight. I think one might even be going off right now. I don't have Discord open because oh, that's just a like distraction. As a, as a player, like you only play one. Oh, yeah. I, I play one game a week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So there's plenty of time to chat afterwards. That's so fascinating. I hadn't thought of that. So, like, to the point where we post up the, hey, here's the server name. Here's the uh, password to get in and log in and actually spectate through Tabletop Simulator. Somebody will usually then stream that into a Discord chat where somewhere between three and ten people will pile in and uh, peanut gallery over the entire game <laughs> in a different voice channel than the players. So you can oh, sit there so and fun. analyze everything they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol uh, is doing that with the Tabletop Simulator Leagues as well, which I think That's is really super neat. fun. I like that. I'm going to have to like actually pay attention to some of those because it just sounds really entertaining. Uh, yeah, because you get a bit of that. I mean, you usually get a little bit of that, like people standing around the table while you're at physical games and talking yeah. about like what's going on. But it always has to be kind of like hushed and whispered and yeah, stuff. You, have to you be can't super be super quiet. You can't say anything too close to the. You players. can't. You can't be like football game in it, right in the background. Mm-hmm. Like woo. Yeah. <laughs> They've been having over on uh, Power Gorge TV has been Twitch streaming some of them and having some people in on the Twitch streams doing full on sports commentary over the games. <laughs> That's sick. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Nice. Well, let's talk about what we're talking about. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. So first, Jaden's first question on his written notes here is, what is fun? Hey, man. (laughs) It's important that we define that. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, okay. You got to remember also that I've been teaching, like, math classes so you have to start with like this is the basic concept you need to make sure you understand it oh for and sure no it's the same thing and uh, it's the same thing in debate so like i understand what you're going for um hold on one sec i'm doing something really stupid are you are you okay. registering it yeah man so this is the dictionary <laughs> definition of this is how you said no literally yeah, this is it's the same shit with debate this is how you nope, started this everything. is this is it this is it i, I okay. 100% so, approve fun is defined as enjoyment amusement or lighthearted pleasure that's it it wasn't really that complicated uh i like the the it has a example the children were having fun in the play area which is us playing war machine yeah. <laughs> or monpog or monpog whatever game you like yeah i played too many things um it can also be used as an adjective or verb but we're, i think we're talking about the noun here mm-hmm. uh yeah so what now if we have that sick dic- dictionary definition think about kind of what it actually does and and for the most part like that's that's fairly like are you having a good time to me is kind of the the baseline right like yeah. are, are you having are you happy with the thing that you're doing is 
kind of where I'm at typically with like what fun is. Um, does anybody else have a definition they need to run with? So the, the most important thing to say is that different aspects of the game are fun for different people. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. that's the important bit there. And it's important to recognize that what you have fun with is not the same. And it's very easy to walk away from a game going, that was the most fun game of my entire life. And your opponent go, I want to murder you. All the time. <laughs> yes. yeah. I'm usually on the second half of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's like I think that's really the most important thing about this. Like, whatever your definition of fun is, you just have to kind of understand that that might not be the definition of fun for your opponent. Um, yeah. Which, now to be fair, you don't really get to control, but you do get to like you don't get to control what their definition of fun is, but you kind do of get to tailor the way. Yeah, you get to facilitate them having fun with your actions and the, the choices that you make. And even things like your bearing or like how you mm-hmm. how you talk about the game. Yep. Like one of the quickest ways one of the quickest ways to kill your opponent's fun is to go, Why did you do something that stupid? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Don't do that ever. <laughs> or the the deadpan stare. You sure that's what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Only do that if it's happening. <laughs> oh man. The last time I had that done to me, actually, Chandler, you did that to me. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> at at uh, Utah Cup Finals, I was I was about to not feet with Haley, and you just deadpan stare at me like, "Are you sure that's what you're doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so I think it's important to bring that up because I think a lot of what people think of as negative competitiveness is that kind of unthoughtful behavior. Y- yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think that's fair. And I mean, to some degree, that that sort of makes sense, right? Because if as a, if your aim is to win, then you're not thinking about your opponent. You're you're th- except for as like a, an obstacle to overcome. Mm-hmm. You're just thinking about yourself, right? And and, and that sort of like, hmm, I'm going to tread carefully here. That sort of like selfish idea, that sort of me-centered mentality, is part of what I think a lot of people that are disenfranchised with a competitive environment are talking about right. when they say, I don't like competitive games. Right. And they're not actually talking about competitiveness. No. They, what they're, they are unhappy with selfish playing of games. They're not unhappy with competitive playing of games. They're unhappy when the person they're playing with doesn't take their feelings into account. Yeah. That sounds uh, dead on. Yeah. And so we're getting a little bit into it. So it, we're talking about like, the next question we had on here is why, why does fun have to change a bit as competition becomes the focus? So something that, and this is something that I know that we have definitely had some casts about. They're, they're a little older now, but um, cause this was a lot of stuff that was a lot of like almost the pillars of kind of what we built line of sight on <laughs> was uh, kind of some of the ideas around, around like how to have like play competitively, but not be the worst. Uh, <laughs> and um one aspect of that to me, and I think this is kind of a mentality thing that uh, I've really appreciated with a lot of the people that are like my really good friends in the War Machine community that, that do play at a very top competitive level is that shift. I think I mentioned it a little bit that shift of going from either I want to win to I want to get better. I want to improve. Right. And the thing is, is that the, the thing that's really nice about that, because when you when you are entirely focused on winning, 
then your fun is entirely dictated by something you can't can't totally control mm-hmm. right like you there's dice your opponent might just be better than you you i don't know they might have just gotten lucky at some point i don't know stuff happens it might have been uh, something that's specifically unadvertently kitted against what you brought yeah absolutely yeah sometimes you're just like i this is the hole in my matchup and i <laughs> that's where i'm at uh and suddenly it's like well i'm just having no fun now uh whereas if you're kind of looking for improvement you if, if what you find fun is getting better and seeing new new things and experiences and trying out like just learning more about the game then every game can be fun right now that's not 100 mm-hmm. percent consistent nobody's perfect i've definitely had salty games before uh yep. i think everybody has oh yeah Jaden's yep. wanderer list uh <laughs> <laughs> um but it, it, to me, it's it's about, and it's part of why, like, I, I brought up uh, Brandon Owen, who we've we've talked to on here before, but he's a really great example of like somebody who's just having a good time getting better at the game, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, and it's when you oh, yeah. get to when yeah when when you sit down with somebody who's like that, and you both play the game together, and then you get to have that fun. Like, those are where those fun like hour long conversations after games happen, of just like, oh, what if this, and what if I change this about my list, and what about this part of the matchup, and stuff like that a lot of fun to do and that's stuff that i really enjoy and it's you don't get that if your entire mentality is like well i lost so table flip and leave right right <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah. the other thing uh and what i actually meant a little bit by by this comment in there although this is this is a very good response to it is that um as you're aiming to play more competitively your i your the things that you take enjoyment out of the game are going to naturally change. Uh, for example, if you are very much into like the whole story of your army or the story of your your list or your guys, or your specific paint job, and that's what brings you joy in the game, but then you decide you want to get better, that's not going to be true anymore because you're going to be making sacrifices to that in order to play better, if that makes any yeah. sense. Like, that That's where I exist right now in Monster Apocalypse. Because I I made some uh, meta efficiency calls for my list coming into the current TTS event. Mm -hmm. And um, my list no longer sparks joy. (laughs) Uh, Like, like it's doing its job. I just am not enjoying it as much, which is where I came up with the topic for this. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Because, like... I know what I normally like to run. I, I made some choices. I took out some of my... I reduced the number of my favorite piece to bring in some things that are better. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you and I might have a very similar perspective on making competitive lists. <laughs> like there, there were like physical air quotes to go with that, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious about kind of what your, I guess... Uh, perspective has 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 been on that kind of a process so again i know literally like three things about war machine all my experiences monster apocalypse as far as privateer press games that i've played anything in the last year of um but like monster apocalypse is a very tight list building you get two monsters, 20 units, 12 buildings. 
That that's your entire list. And because you only have that amount of space to work within, every one of those spots at a highly competitive level wants to be as efficient as possible. Yeah. Or wants to lean into what your list is trying to do as well as possible. Right. And so there's no longer like a, I just want to throw all the dinosaurs on the table kind of thing, which is the only reason I'd ever want to play is to just play dragons and dinosaurs. <laughs> dragons and dinosaurs is a solid list. If you're not hey. trying to keep up with people who are playing at a national finals le- level. Right. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Brett, yes. Don't play Brett. <laughs> no. I, I mean, the, the greatest Mamba right. player in the world. Yeah, sorry. So <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, the eight people playing at Warfare Weekend. I won yeah. that little tournament. It's the only one that's ever happened at Warfare Weekend. Yep. I mean, yeah. theoretically, once uh, you know the local tournament scene turns back on as people get vaccinated and stuff here, Mike Ireland's going to be rolling up to my local game store when my store starts doing monthly events. So I'm going to be playing into a shark tank in my local meta. Nice. That's the dream. I mean, that is the <laughs> yeah. dream. Yeah. It's that whole, like, if you're the smartest person in the room, find a new room to be in thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be great. I'm going to get real good at this game while simultaneously I'm going to put way too many little space marine looking dudes on the table. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I understood that reference. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah, it's kind of it's it's interesting cuz like I'm at a point where with Marvel Crisis Protocol as I'm getting into that that I'm sort of actively resisting doing that because that's not really what I want out of that game. I don't want to like min max my tactics cards or like pick the exact secure and extract things that I want that like would be the absolute best for my list. I'm like I'm playing Asgardians. I'm going to pick the hammer scenario cuz it's about the Asgardians <laughs> and it's cool. And yeah. and Peyton's just like Jaden you're hurting me. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then he's yeah. like, why do you have? I don't even remember. Oh, uh, there's a there's a there's a tactics card in Marvel Crisis Protocol. If you have Thor and Loki, you can play this card, and Loki just gets thrown. It's called uh, it's called like um, get help. Yeah, it's yeah, basically it's get, help. get help. <laughs> yeah, it's referencing get help, and um, and it's it's just not very well thought of competitively, and I keep playing with it, and. Peyton's just like, why is this in your roster? It should be any number of other things. I'm just like, because it's cool. I just got <laughs> Thor to throw Loki halfway across the table. He smashed into Killmonger and knocked Killmonger out. It was amazing. Yep. But yeah, but well, yeah, and so, it, you know, I think that is that is kind of relevant to what we're we're talking about as well, though, is that like when, so when you're going into a game and be it, you know, War Machine, Monpoc or whatever kind of main thing you're into, there's definitely like something to be said about going in and like basically saying, would I find it fun to be competitive? You know, like having that conversation with yourself a little bit. And that's something that like I definitely had a hard time with, like I for a while, like whenever I got into a game, it was like, all right, how do I how do I get really good at this game? instantly i need i have 20 minutes i will read everything i can like i would just fire hose every game that i get into i still kind of do that but what i've had to just goes to tournaments for like third game ever in a system what are you talking about and i will still do that but because it's really fun but um 
like there's definitely there's yeah i've had to get a lot i've definitely gotten better lately about kind of entering a game and going like i'm just gonna throw stuff around i'm gonna try really hard not to overdo this for once and it's been really nice it's been a lot more relaxing with a lot of games that's for sure Mm -hmm. uh like that's how i am with age of sigmar I think my models look neat. I'm going to put them on the table and roll dice at you. And that'll be cool. And that's like pretty much the extent of my concern. Um, for the most part. Whereas definitely with War Machine, I've had a very different mentality for a very long time. Uh, and it's what I, I don't know, it's what I like doing. Um, and it's, so that kind of comes back to what I was saying earlier that like the... <laughs> One of the the important things, whether you are a competitive player or whether you're not a competitive player, maybe we should have kind of started with this to a certain extent, but uh, even if you're a competitive player, uh, you can have fun with that. You're allowed to have fun. You're allowed to have a good time. I know know this because I've had it commented to me before a number of times. I'm notoriously very jovial during tournament games. Like, I like to chat with my opponent a lot, and it's kind of a problem. Um... (laughs) I don't the number do of this. games that I've watched you clock. Yeah, because I'm just chatting. making stupid jokes about what's going on. Yes, uh, that's my Zadaroth problem. Is that as soon as I ran into a list, it was actually rough on clock. I was like, oh boy, I have to stop doing this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oops. Uh, yeah, I, I tend, I like being very friendly and saying dumb jokes about stuff that's happening on the table. And like, and I've definitely played people who like kind of have that like more Magic the Gathering style of just like I'm gonna stare at you stone faced thing. <laughs> And it's so awkward every time. It is. And as somebody who already kind of has some social anxiety, like if you're kind of like that, I tend to just get very like, well, I'm just going to get weirder because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's like looking in a mirror, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't know. I just I like talking and having a good time. And, and the other thing is, this is why I was saying that, like, I feel like we would have a very similar way of looking at list building. Uh, I love running jank. I love running janky stuff at like a tournament level. I, I I've definitely brought like this is the highly super efficient list, and unless it has something really funny about it, I usually don't enjoy it that much. Um, I know a lot of people for like Infernals were like playing Karasloan as a primarily competitive thing for a while, and I hate it. I kind of I kind of like playing her, but she's just so like it's not that fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas like. Yeah, there have been times where a highly efficient list ended up being something really fun. You know, my Rocky Mountain Rumble win was with Scorn with just, like, how many huge bases can I cram oh, on man. a table? That was the most fun pairing in the world, though. Yeah, and it was like, well, this happens to be highly competitive, but also really entertaining to play, because it's I just love all the big stompy stuff, right? And that, that's more my priority, is I find I have more fun, and honestly, I perform better. Like, I actually do better with stuff that I'm like, this isn't as good, but it's really entertaining. Well... Having a list that you enjoy is actually a competitive advantage. It's a huge deal. Yeah. 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 Because it keeps you, it's just a, you're in a better mindset the whole time, right? Like you just, you're like, honestly, like having fun does not have to detract from how well you're playing, like at all. Yeah. Um, and so it, it can help a lot to just keep you in a good mood to be playing something you actually like playing. <laughs> right. Well, and actually, like, let's, let's talk about that a little bit because. If you like playing something, you're going to put the time in to it because voluntarily, because it's f- it's fun on its own. It's not like 
it's not like a series of things that you have to memorize because otherwise you're absolutely wrecked because something else. But like if you really love playing around with a list, you'll just like, you know, throw it on the table against yourself and just move it around. And naturally you'll start getting the motions of the thing down. You'll memorize the stats because you're like, oh, man, my stompy dude is so cool or my other thing is so sweet or my whatever. He's got this incredible set of X, Y, Z stat that I just absolutely adore about him. And you're actually that's how children learn like that's the natural process for that huge that's growth like, stage. humans learn by playing right yes yeah, that, that huge growth stage from zero to five that's all through play and it's through things that interest them yeah bringing it to mon pack a little bit you know what my favorite monster is that i never hear anybody talk about hammer clack ah it's hammer clack i can't get my friends to shut up about hammer clack <sighs> i love hammer clack and it's probably just because he was like the first monster i put on the table i just really like hammer clack he's really fast I like Sprint. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> I like Tunneler. It's fun having everybody else be like more mobile. I just really like Hammerclay, so I put him on the table a lot. <laughs> like my, whatever my, I do play. My buddy Jeff Tacactus Gum uh, is a big Hammerclack fan, which is why when I commissioned my logo, oh, yeah. he put Nova on there because Nova's my favorite, and then he put Hammerclack on there because Hammerclack's his favorite. Nice. Or at least was until the magistrate. <laughs> She's not yeah, out man. yet, so yeah, I don't even know new and exciting to to move on to at some point. Yeah, I actually did. Yeah, that's awesome that that's hammer click. I was actually looking at your logo. I think it's really cool. It's really neat. It was really uh, interesting to extend. There was a lot more detail in it. Than I, I bet I was looking at it and I was like, this. I feel like this fits differently than our other banners. This is completely irrelevant. But uh, <laughs> I was just looking at our site for a second. But yeah, no, like definitely, like having being able to actually go in and, and have some fun. And that's something that I started to prioritize really early on. And I, I like, I am just, I love just dark horsing weird shit. And it's because my favorite thing about War Machine is like weird specific interactions. It's like. Oh, this is kind of wacky. Let's try it out. Like, that's just what I like about the game. And when I see it work or no, don't work on the table, I find it very funny. You know, it's just it's just really entertaining to me. And so that's that's what I prioritize is it's less about there's certainly a degree of list efficiency. I'm I am a you know, I have been a competitive player. I'm not like just going to throw whatever down necessarily, but I'm always going to make sure that like now nah, my list has to have a spin of something weird on it or I'm not going to have a good time with it. My thing has been five plus XO armors. Yeah, I like those guys. My current list has three. It's making <laughs> me sad constantly. <laughs> You're like, oh. I, I go yeah. to reach for the fourth one. I'm like, oh, no, they're all on the table already. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's part of why sometimes you see, like, I'll talk. I always love con uh, conversations about spam. Always kind of make me laugh about, like, oh, I hate when people just run a bunch of the same model and it's. <laughs> I understand that there's like, like, you know, when we had the Mad Dog thing back in the day, that that was very unfun, right? Like it just was just a math efficiency thing. I like spam because I like seeing like the weirdness that comes with bringing too much of the same thing. That's kind of where I'm at. But I, like this is the stuff I find fun. Right? I have one good Monster Apocalypse story about unit spam. Um, over the holidays, at the end of 2020. Uh, the guys over on the Discord server ran a charity event. They called mm. it Give a Geddon. And every round, I told people that if they uh, donated certain amounts of money, I'd do weird stuff instead of playing good lists. <laughs> so round one, I paired into Vicarious, and I said, <laughs> if somebody donates 
20 bucks to charity, I'll run 20 X-Armors as my unit list. <laughs> That's oh, a, the fun part about online stuff, right? Is you, you can really just do weird stuff. Yes. You don't have to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah like, I, I almost pulled that game out, too. Um, <laughs> because X-Armors were apparently inadvertently specifically teched against one of his monsters. Yeah, his big nice. thing was, I'm going to shoot a building and kill everything next to it. Right. Like, so yeah. armors can't can't be killed that way. Yeah. Uh, I know that Brett's way of having fun is getting casters nerfed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> that's that's what Brett finds entertaining. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, so, yep. Yeah. So the nice way to say that is <laughs> yes, there is way better ways to say that. But it, it, it is very funny to say it that way to me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's where I enjoy the process of like honing and practicing and getting perfected at something and like getting yep. a little tiny incremental improvements rather than the joy of discovery and playing something stupid and realizing how it works. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but like but like we said before, that's those are both perfectly valid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I fit somewhere between you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you play that stupid wanderer list. So he has a good time. Hey, okay, look, to be fair, I hadn't actually played a game with Grimkin in probably a year before that tournament. Like that list from yourself immediately afterwards. Yeah, no, I have never played it since and I never will. It's it's awful. Um Uh, Well, and so I think one of the dangers of competitiveness is viewing fun as a zero sum game. So mm. I like to joke that my goal in the game is to watch the light die in my opponent's eyes. But it's important to know that that's a joke. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because... Oh, man, I've played games into that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. so can we talk about, like, how to avoid, like, why it's not a zero-sum game? How to avoid that mentality? How to avoid that from actually happening? Yeah, for sure. And we should probably just define zero-sum game. That's probably a very rare term. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> So a zero-sum game is a game theory, which is a branch of mathematics term, where basically the idea is there's some resource and it can only be split. There's there's no way that you could work together to like improve the amount of resource you have, which is really unusual in the real world, but very useful for game theory constructs. And because it's very useful for game theory and thinking about <laughs> interactions, that's what game theory is about, um, it gets overgeneralized a lot, especially in the modern, modern age to... Oh, yeah. So that people think that life is like that. That it's always a zero-sum game. That you should always be taking everything you can from your opponents. Yeah, Yeah. so essentially the idea, kind of what we're getting at here, is that like, both of you are allowed to have fun. You don't... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a symbiotic relationship. (laughs) Yeah, there's not a set amount of fun on the table and you have to collect it all. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, and I think that's actually like a thing that people tend to... hmm forget if they're putting a significant amount of pressure on themselves to do well at an event, right? Yeah. Yeah. And okay, I think pressure is an extremely good thing to bring up. Mm -hmm. So pressure is a big way that, like we talk about all these grand ideals about, you know, you need to pay attention to your opponent, you need to make sure you're not, you know, ruining their time. You need to make sure that you're seeking out your fun rather than just destroying people. But once, once your goal becomes solely to win a tournament or you're like i gotta get first place or i don't or it doesn't mean anything that's when you get into real trouble <laughs> right yeah we have a whole cast about unrealistic goals from some time ago good luck finding it 
true. Yeah. I think they're in the mid nineties. Yep. Okay, what were you gonna say? Uh, yep. Gary, did you have something? Nope, nope. Sorry, I was laughing. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Unrealistic goals, and I laughed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, we, I mean, well, so to just to note, obviously we have a whole cast about this, but something we've brought up before is that only one person wins a tournament. Yep. And there's a lot of factors that goes into who wins that, and there's definitely a good chunk of it that is skill, but it's not a hundred percent that. So that's just one thing is that one unrealistic goal we always mentioned was don't go in going I am taking first place at this no matter what. That's well, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking from an outside point of view, I think I feel like Chandler, you got a little bit frustrated with that a while back because you're like, yes. I've never gotten that first place. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, oh, then, for sure. I, the yeah. amount of time I was putting into the game, and and I, uh, yeah, like pressure on yourself is something I got very experienced with, and kind of broke a wall past, and suddenly didn't. I don't think about it that much anymore. Um, yeah. I, like I had a. Um, I had a tournament that I like quit the game for six months because uh, mm-hmm. I just I went into it going like I must take not first I wasn't quite to that point but I was like I must take roughly this place you know and like lost to just like really bad dice yeah in, you had Ammon in, like, sitting first. in a trench yeah and... no it was, it was Ammon he, he wasn't sitting in a trench but it was a bunch of um Idrians without prey and single uh, shots because like, he's immune to CRAs. Yeah, he can't CRA him. Just single shot him to death, needing nines over and over and over again. He fired eight shots at him. Six of them, he got nines. And I was just like, well, I don't know what I was supposed to. And he like used the, this is old Fiona, he used the spell that lets you ignore line of sight for them. And so it was like, there was nothing I could have done about that. And I was so like wrapped up in doing well at that event that it just broke me completely like i just yeah. fell apart at that point um did you play infinity for six months and i played infinity for six months yeah which was a good time uh but boy if you want to get over dice breaking your soul uh <laughs> play infinity for a while um it's different now but uh yeah <laughs> uh so um it, but I, I definitely walked out of that whole experience with a very different perspective afterwards and it was honestly when i kind of let go <laughs> that i started doing a lot better um, and it, you know, it was coming out of that and practicing for a while, but just kind of learning to just really have a good time and go back to my ideas of like just playing goofy stuff I like, but I know works. Um, that's where I eventually did end up taking a, a major event, uh, and it took a lot, it took a lot of time, and I felt real good about it. That's for sure. And that, that's uh, my that's my favorite point that I always smugly make in these podcasts is that having fun is a competitive advantage. Yeah. Yep. And it, for me, I, and I, that's something I had to recognize in myself is that if I'm not, I do so much better in a competitive setting if I'm just like having a good time. And that's killed me with casters like Zadaroth, who I do really enjoy. But the way I enjoy the game means I lose some clock. It's just part of how I work. Yeah. Uh, I like I like chatting. I like joking about stuff. And usually I get I get away with that because I'm very good at clock. But Zadaroth is hard. Nobody's good at Infernal Clock. It's like yeah, it's a, like, yeah, yeah. It, Agathon Clock's fine because you're dead like round two, but like like Zadaroth is a nightmare. You're like uh, uh, there's so, so much stuff, but yeah. Something that I think is really interesting, um, that that whole like that relax that that having fun that relaxation thing. One of the things that's kind of unique to tabletop war games is that you're almost always playing in a solo competition. And 
you don't usually have like a backup team there with you. Like you might have friends, right? But like if you look at if you look at like professional chess players, they have like a person there or two who are there to like help them relax, get their mind off of the thing that's happening, um, make sure that they're, you know, drinking enough water, uh, like <clears throat> so that they're not tightening into that insanely tense ball of pressure on myself, pressure from the outside. Um, that kind of restricts your ability to play. And if you look at other competitive things, like sports are mostly team-based. When you're playing a, a sport, you have a team. They keep you grounded. They uh, they pick you up when something stupid happens that's your fault. They, they're there for you when you do something really cool. And so that's one of the, actually the unique challenges that I've found in tabletop wargaming at a competitive level is that Unless you have like a group of people there, which for for me is now, you know, Chandler and Brett, that's just like that's been so good. And I think that's one of the things that's really changed in the last couple of years. But for a lot of people, it's like it's really lonely. And that loneliness increases that amount of stress and decreases your ability to relax and have fun. Yeah, definitely can be. Yeah, it's, it's why like I, I've loved kind of getting to know it, it. This was especially true very early on where I was in the weird band between wanting to be competitive, but also not knowing who anyone is <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like just was not part of the community, really. Uh, you don't have much of anyone to talk to. You kind of you finish a game and you're like, well, like I remember my first Warfare weekend. It's funny how different it is now. I remember my first Warfare weekend. I showed up and I talked to uh, no one for like three days, right? Like I, I mean, I played games and like had a generally good time, but it was a lot. It was very awkward and just kind of like I don't know anybody here. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Whereas now, God, you go to those events and it's like, hey everybody, <laughs> like it's yeah. so, you know, and it's it's as part of what's so good about you know not to let's harp on the convention scene that hasn't happened in a year and a half, but. Uh, you can do this online as well, right? Like it, yes. getting getting to know these people um, and, and the community around you. And that's a big, a huge part of the fun of the game is the community itself. Speaking as somebody who's been part of a community almost entirely online, uh, the Monsterpocalypse yeah. Discord server is a like crazy, well-communicative uh, community. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like part of that is, like I said, we stream the TTS games. Everybody's in there making popcorn and chit-chatting about what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but part of that is also that, like, of the people that regularly take part in these 30-player events, I've played with at least half a dozen of them in person once. Nice. Maybe only once. Yeah. But it happened. Yep. Yeah, and and that's and this this is again and something I I brought up a little bit earlier, but this this is a another thing that is a big part of why we started doing what we do, which is is community, right? It's 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 about building up a positive community, and in a game that is yeah, like you mentioned, kind of it can be lonely in a way, in that you're you are kind of on your own team unless you're doing a team event, obviously, which is why team events are so fun, by the way. Right. <laughs> uh, like, if you like, they're such a good time because you get to kind of be in it together with people for once. Yeah. Which so it's not like all on you, and that's kind of nice. Uh, it can be stressful thing. because you don't want to let them down, but it's also like it's not just all on you, right? Yeah. And, um, 
Well, and then you get the nice payoff of, I let you all down, and then there's everybody who's just like, no, you didn't, you did so good, you did this and this and this, that was brilliant, that sucked for dice, yeah. and, you know, you have you have people supporting you. Yeah, and that, that outside, that, that outside um, perspective is so important to have. Oh, yeah. Because it, hmm. cause it's, you will, I don't know, maybe it's just me because I, I have a, you know, medical issue with judging myself correctly, but I feel like humans are really bad at correctly judging what they did, whether it's good or bad. Oh, no, no, we, we suck at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that says, yeah, it's, it's, it's very consistent with, with the human race as a whole, I think. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a rough spot for, for people. So having other people around, and that, that's one thing that I've always felt very blessed with, and Jaden can kind of attest to this with my local meta, mm-hmm. is that they're one of the most, like, hey, let's all talk about this kind of groups I've ever seen. Like, they're just, that's half the time we don't get a second game in for the night because we we all collectively get together and spend like an hour and a half talking about the game that just happened because it's just fun. Uh, well, and, but it's, and, and you see what's really clever about that? You're pulling fun out of something that if you were too competitive, you're pulling fun out of what should be a negative experience, right? And that's that's the trick. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it, so for me, it's, it's something I will harp on in life. If I was ever to write a book about philosophy, it would be all about perspective. For me, it's it's all about like the way you can find fun in the game, even if you're being it. Not not only find fun in the game, but also be fun <laughs> in the game for other people. It's not so much about like here's the here's the checklist of things you need to do. It's it's a perspective thing. It's about why you're there. It's about what what your kind of um, view on going into the game is. And that's why I keep talking about like focusing on improving, not on winning. Right. You'll, mm-hmm. you will find that the if, if you get yourself into that mindset, you will find that suddenly everything, if you find fun in improving and not in winning, then everything can be fun. Now, everything won't be fun. <laughs> Sometimes we're human beings. We get, we get salty shit happens but it helps a lot <laughs> it takes you a takes you a long way you, you will occasionally run into a negative play experience it's going to happen oh definitely yep. and like i yeah. you know i there are times i have sat down with you know people and maybe something about their personality just really rubbed me the wrong way like it it happens you you, you know, i've played against a lot of people and it's a very intimate social thing to be doing. It's mm-hmm. up to two hours of like having to have a lot of trust in this other person and checking each other's stuff and like just constantly, you know, there's a lot of, of back and forth in this two hour process with somebody who might not know that well. And uh, definitely that's something that like, I definitely know that like people, you know, as somebody who has suffered from social anxiety, like pe- people going into it, it can be very stressful. And, um, if you are playing against somebody who just you are not a compatible person to be hanging out with, it can be rough. That happens sometimes. But the idea is, is, you know, how you handle yourself. You you do the best you can. Right. It's also worth noting that, like, as as we've alluded to multiple times on podcasts, like that, that Wanderer versus Adderoff game that Chandler and I played, like Chandler and I are very good friends. Neither one of us had any fun that game. <laughs> I was like, I was like, somehow with like my best friend, I have had the least fun game I have ever played. <laughs> yeah, like, and he's like, not having a good time either. We like, yeah, no, like at first it was like a game, and then 
it started to be miserable for Chandler. And then it started to be miserable for me because Chandler was miserable. And then it started to just be miserable all around. It was just like self perpetuating thing. Like I would also like there to know together. that I was hundred percent justified in how miserable that game was. <laughs> you you were. Um but like we drove there together. I picked you up from the airport. We drove for six hours to get there. We had a great time. We spent the night at the hotel. We went and played like two games before that. And then something about that game. Oh, and I wasn't salty afterwards. I, like we no. just back to having a good time. But it was definitely just like while it was there, it, like there was definitely a, uh, both of us looking at each other and going, why are we doing this kind of moment? Yeah, why I've are played you a like couple this? games like that. I think I directly told Jaden, like, you have created the worst list in the world, Jaden. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, it was just like, good lord. <laughs> I definitely told one of my good Monpoc friends that they uh, had actually given me the least fun play experience I've ever, uh, <laughs> I've ever had in any game ever. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, and, no, it's, that, and it's you know, it's like you get to know these people and you're you can man. have these conversations, right? So it's, what what should you do if you find yourself in that situation? Uh, just cry, uh, <laughs> just cry a lot. No, um, uh, my, I mean, my my uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Solution. Advice? Yeah, my my answer Broke. to that was uh, drink more um, because <laughs> I play my games at midnight, so I get home from work. <laughs> get out some cider or yeah. something uh but it was uh yeah drink more uh go wine to the uh peanut gallery afterwards like wow guys he just um kind of stuffed me in the barrel turn one and never let me <laughs> out yeah it for me so like when i it, i can kind of bring that up in that same example of what i was saying was it, when i like tell jane stuff like you have created the worst list in the world it's kind of a compliment to be honest like it's kind of like i'm actually yes. impressed with the way that you have done this to me uh because for Absolutely. me it's, it's it's a it's kind of a perspective of like we are still in this together right yeah uh, and we went afterwards and we went on a, a nice walk and we had a chat about the game and then we started talking about other stuff and you know yeah. and so that's, after that. that's one thing that it, it it helps if you're having an issue like that with your friend because you can be like you can bond over the fact that you just did that to each other uh, <laughs> like wow you just kind of <laughs> like shut wow. me down turn one and <laughs> yeah. beat the snot out of me for 45 <laughs> minutes straight there i feel like there's definitely a certain visceral to visceralness to it in monpak too because it's like yeah i just got to watch my monster get chucked around for like 20 minutes and then i lost it was great <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, yep. because I know he's writing articles on your guys' site here now, uh, Relocked was the one who uh, <laughs> did it to me. Uh, with, with Globicus and Mecha Maxim, just turn one, boom, hey Garrett, power up for zero. Oh, I can't do anything on my first turn. Yeah. If, or my second turn. Or my so, fourth turn. If I'm going into a game where, like, the other person is just kind of psychic vampiring me where they're just like, I'm going to sit here and make this a bad time. Like it's not somebody I know well or, or whatever. Um, I usually try to just like, I don't know. There's two routes I'll take. I'll, and it depends on kind of how they are. I will either like just go, okay, we're going to do the quiet sit down thing. And it's not much fun. Like, it just at the end of the day, it's not much fun. Like, this is a two-person... This, this, The whole fun thing does kind of go both ways. And that's why, I like, 
in a lot of respects, the best you can do is try to be the person that is like having fun and facilitating fun. hundred percent. If that's just not happening, there's only so much you can do, <laughs> honestly. So the goal there is probably to just try to like, if it's not too salt inducing, just like, just try to sit down and write out the game. Sometimes with War Machine, one out you have is assassination. If you just want to try to get it done quickly one way or the other, that's an option uh, that you have available. I'm not saying just go for it, but you know, it just depends on what your goals are for that day. Uh, but like, you might just have to kind of write it out. It's only a couple hours, hopefully. Uh, try to do your best. Um, alternatively, if I know anybody nearby, I'll just start chatting with them in a way that doesn't affect the game in any way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just, because I like telling dumb stories about what's going on on the table and being like, oh, it's, look, he did this, smash that guy's head in like this, and it was crazy. I'll just start doing that to other people. I'll be like, fine, I'll bounce my fun off other people. <laughs> if you're not, if you're not having it, whatever, I'll just do my thing over here. Uh, you know, and in War Machine, you can kind of get away with that because during your opponent's turn, you really just kind of have to be like kind of paying attention, mm-hmm. yep. like enough to verify things, but it doesn't, you know, matter too much. Montauk uh, as well for the small amount of in-person tournament experience I've had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you kind of have a while while they're doing their thing, right? Yep, same kind of deal where we play on the chess clock, where while your clock's running, I just have to make sure you're rolling the right number of dice. Yeah, whereas with, like, with a more alternating activations game, I don't have a lot of experience with that kind of thing at a competitive level, but I expect you'd be able to, kind of, like, you can kind of just be engaged with the game a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, take it, right? Yeah, I played a bunch of X-Wing, where yeah, everything is kind of ordered. Uh, and it goes up and back down the order. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With that, you're at least constantly keeping track of doing things. Yeah. It's so you, not like one person's burning their own clock to do anything. Yeah. And you don't. You're not just sitting there stewing and like how bad of a time you're having necessarily. You can kind of just do stuff. I've seen people who will actively start stewing in the middle of X-wing games. Oh, there you go. That that was never my my bag in X-wing. Because yeah. much like my exo armors in Monpok, I had a very I'm gonna play the dude who crashed his A wing into the ex- executor <laughs> at the end of the Battle of Endor. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be my premier pilot, and I'm just gonna pick other guys to go with him. Yep. Nice. I just if if it had tie in it, I'd probably play it. <laughs> I just yep. I like imperial ships. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so like, and, and that's one thing that I think actually, honestly, might be part of why alternating activation games have become so popular is like the, the the kind of constant engagement you're having with it means you can you're not just kind of having to sit there and like stew in salt as much usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still there, but like, yeah, you, you can kind of. Do, whereas like War Machine has kind of a, a notorious problem with this to a degree that there are times where you just sit there for like 15 to 20 minutes, like staring at your opponent just doing stuff, and you're like. I have no agency in anything going on right now. <laughs> uh, so if you're already having a bad time, that can kind of spiral that even worse. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it gets extra weird when you're you know, on like TTS or something and playing across a computer screen. I've got access to like all these buttons in front of me. 
<laughs> oh yeah, getting distracted. And if my, got a whole if other my opponent gets deep in the tank and is taking a ten minute turn, chances are by the end of that turn I have no idea what they did because I <laughs> Oh, for me it's painting. I'm always painting if I'm doing an, an online game of some sort. Yeah. Just like constantly painting. Yeah, definitely. Uh yeah. Um, I can't leave my paint <laughs> stuff set up because I have small children and no way to protect it. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, to build like a little fence thing around my office so that I could leave things out. Yeah. My Plus, computer is about ten feet from my back door. I don't have that option. <laughs> <laughs> so the the last kind of question we have on here is how do other competitive games outside tabletop games keep things fun? Uh, we we touched on this. Jaden touched on it a little bit with things like uh like the personal coaches and stuff that some some solo games have uh, to kind of help you chill out. But um, I guess what is there? I don't I don't I don't think about competitive. I mean I think about competitive video games. I guess I guess that's a thing. Uh, but even a lot of those, um, the the ones that are that are highly competitive, you have like StarCraft, which has a lot of the same kind of um, quirks as chess does, as far as being like a one v one game. But you have other people. Uh, I mean, hmm. my siblings are deep into the competitive Pokemon scene. Interesting. Uh, so so, so like I, and my son has been pulling through random YouTube channels. So now he wants to do a run-through of Pokemon Shield where he only uses a single Magikarp for the entire game. So I just <laughs> spent, like, the previous hour before getting on this call trying to breed him a Magikarp so that way he's at least going through with the best possible Magikarp because <laughs> I, I had nothing better gonna to be do a, to kill this the is time. A premium this. quality Magikarp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wife's looking at me like he just wants a fish. It doesn't need to be. I'm like, it needs to be. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I was kind of thinking like also we could look at you know professional like competitive sports and uh, sure. those kinds of things because they're they've been around for you know forever. Ish, <laughs> ish. Because um, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn there. They do they do <laughs> things together as a team. That's kind of that social aspect. They uh, they have that sort of group of people that helps them stay grounded, which I think is really important uh, I mean, if, for anybody who's going to be competitive. If the end takeaway from this whole thing is we should do more team events, like I'm down. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think there's a plan for a Monster Apocalypse team event to be run sometime this summer. Nice. Uh, they, they did one last summer, uh, just prior to the first season's invitationals. Nice. Uh, and, nice. and apparently it turned out really well. They had four teams of three. Um, That's awesome. And everybody who was involved is like, yeah, I really want to do that again. So I'm, it, I'm maybe this time I won't be in the hole and will actually in, be involved with it. Nice, nice. I'm gonna soft announce that we're running a brawl machine team event at some point uh, in like the May June <laughs> range here. So I like that's gonna be so that. good for team stuff. Oh, I'm so excited! It's gonna be yeah. great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, just to kind of touch on i guess the the whole thing is i think we're kind of coming to a close here but um in, in some respects this this it kind of turned into a lot of just us talking about like what we find fun but i think that's that's interesting in its own right because we all have very different perspectives on that mm -hmm. um 
I've had a lot of fun. You know, I've definitely had my my rockier times before. I think everybody has, but uh, I've had a lot of fun playing the game very competitively uh, for a pretty long time. And I, I I just always find the conversations about like the difference between you can either be competitive or fun uh, just really funny because it's it's uh it's just a different focus. Everybody has a different focus going into any game that they're playing. Uh, and at the end of the day, the point of them is to have a good time. I think probably, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, well, I think you're probably on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anybody have any just last thoughts? Uh, it's, I mean, it's all about communication. If, if you're friends with people that you're playing games with and something's happening and it appears that somebody is not having fun, take the initiative and reach out. Cause chances yeah. are, if it looks like they're not, they're not. And you need to figure out why. If you're playing your game with a friend, it's fun. And so if you just make friends with the other person, you're always playing games with a friend. <laughs> I know that sounds really corny, but that's kind of what I do a lot of the time. No, it's fair. If you find yourself playing games against your friends and still not having fun for whatever reason, take a step back and examine why you're not having fun anymore. Yeah, yep. sometimes it takes just taking a... You might have to take a break from the game you're playing. Like, mm-hmm. that happens. That's that's valid. You don't have to always play the same thing. Humans, people yeah, out I, there. I find I have to remind people of that a lot. <laughs> yeah, we don't. you don't have to mono-game everything. I mean, I understand yeah. that, like, tabletop war games, you might only be able to play one because they're expensive. But, like, there's other things you can play. There's a lot of really great games out there. I mean, TTS simulators currently on sale... Uh, for 50% I feel like it's always off. on sale. It, <laughs> it, it, seriously, I just bought a copy for somebody last week. It God literally man. went on sale today for uh, the it's Chinese funny. New Year. Yeah, yeah. These days, with the environment we're in now, TTS is fantastic, and there's a yeah. ton of games with really good modules if, on it. If you're looking for a game that's uh, a great break from other games, there's almost always somebody willing to do demo games hanging out in the Monster Apocalypse Discord server. Yes. And I think we can probably include a link to that in our show notes if we remember. Yeah. Or, yeah, it actually took me a bit to find it, so having somewhere else to get it would be great. Uh, I mean, I, I can probably throw one into one of my show notes as well. Yeah, for sure. There you go. Because, <clears throat> hey, guys, I have a show on Line of Sight. What? Madness. No <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Well... In closing, I want to give a big thanks to all you folks that support us on Patreon, because you guys Woo-hoo! are great. Yes, you are. Guys, guys, gals, and everything else. You guys are fantastic. Uh, yeah, uh, if you want to check that out, it's patreon.com slash machine. We, we, it's our tip jar. Uh, we don't have anything locked behind it, anything like that. Uh, it is just a little thing you can do if you feel like kind of supporting the stuff that we do. Uh, also helps kind of justify it to our families and the like because it ends up being a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of whining at Jaden that we have to do. Yeah, we have to pay Jaden to take our constant uh, punishment. Um, yeah. Uh, also, a uh, big thanks to FigurePainters.com. Tyson is Tyson. So the thing I've been seeing him do recently is he's doing his resin casts of Nemo. Yeah. Uh, Nemorb, um, where because he's lighting up Nemo and turning him into a giant like light ball thing. If you want to just see some wild mad science, go check out um, 
check out figurepainters.com or just the figure painters um facebook, facebook group page, yeah. uh some crazy mad science on there he also sells a lot of really amazing like base inserts uh smoke trails for all kinds of different things rocket men grievers all kinds of great stuff uh quality busts on his website too i've got one it's gorgeous yeah nice i'll have to check those out i, I saw he started doing those but i, I hadn't i hadn't looked at them for a while yeah i'm actually supposed to send him some box art pictures of one of them so i should maybe get around to doing that <laughs> nice uh yeah and also tyson's just a great dude so you should support things he does because he's great yep. um yeah hopefully an lvo will happen again someday and we'll get to see him again someday that was supposed to be last weekend i was so sad yeah i definitely like i have i have been able to kind of get away with not missing conventions too much because i just kind of put them out of my mind but definitely in the last like couple weeks i finally was just like god damn it (laughs) need need to go see all the people again um couple sads because like the uh automated uh attendance tracker for when you're a teacher and you need subs like pings you when when you had a thing scheduled and it was canceled just in case you like needed it to not be canceled or something <laughs> you're like no don't tell me so i was again. like no i didn't know like that happened for warfare weekend it happened for lvo she's like stop stop you're murdering yep. me uh if you want to see all the stuff we've got going on uh, you can email us at elibuswarmahords at gmail.com you can find our facebook which is just line of sight uh that's kind of got everything we've got going on you can also go to our Discord, which we have a link for in the show notes, and we'll also throw up the one for the Monpok Discord, because yeah, I took forever finding that when I was looking for it the other day. Um, uh, I think there is a link to the Monpok Discord now in the Monpok channel on your guys' Discord server. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think it's pinned. I think that's my yeah, problem. It's, it's been pinned since day one. Yeah, I just, just never check awkward. pins, because I always forget they exist, so that's my fault, but still, there's more places we could put it, so. Uh, yeah. Um... Da, da, da. Yeah. Uh, you can also message any of us on Facebook. We're all reasonably friendly. Except Jaden. I'm the worst. It's yeah, confirmed. the literal worst. Uh, Garrett, you want? You got anything you want to plug? Uh, I mean, my, my personal plug here, under the line of sight, warmachine.com, uh, under the podcasts tab, you can find my show, Midnight Monpod. Uh, I think I currently have like 12 or 13 episodes posted. Um, I've been trying to crank them out. I've got one that's halfway through editing at the moment that I'm not working on because I'm on this call. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're sabotaging ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) That's half of what we do, yeah. True. Isn't that what all podcasts do? I don't know (laughs) how else to do it. It's just a train wreck. You're trying to direct in a direction. That's all. Constantly. Um definitely the monster apocalypse discord server if you're looking to even uh think about getting in on the game somebody there will be happy to give you the bare bones of what you need to get done yep um Heck, even if you're just in there to look at pretty pictures which is all i'm in there for there's there's some sweet stuff that shows up there particularly yeah. uh in, in the last 24 hours Mimi from the Power Gorge TV team posted up uh, her her personal hypercast version of the preceptor, oh, which yeah. is oh, super Oh, I saw that. Pretty. Yeah, the like crystal one. Yeah, yeah super yep. cool. So cool. Yeah, uh, definitely one thing I've taken inspiration from looking at like Monpox stuff painted is so I put all my guys on their bases like before even priming them, and I was like, oh god damn it! Like afterwards, because I wanted them to have clear bases, and I was like, wait, 
you can just do cool shit with the bases. Yeah, no, the bases are really, really sweet. Maybe I should just do that instead yep. of taping off the bases every time because it's a nightmare and I hate it. Yep. Mimi does uh, UV resin art that's yeah. translucent. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you're looking for Monster Apocalypse video content, Power Gorge TV on Twitch or Nine Year Old Monster Apocalypse are kind of the two major streams nice. that uh, happen. I know Nine Year Old Monster Apocalypse has been streaming Monday nights and is currently working their way through a how to play series. Oh, nice. nice. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, we can hunt some of that. We can probably put links for some of those in too. It's good stuff for, for Monpac. Because I didn't even realize how like much was going on with that game until pretty recently. <laughs> so it's, it's a big old community. Anyhow. It's a big uh, old community. And until I started this podcast, there was like three dead podcasts. And yep. that was <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks so much for coming on, Garrett. It's awesome talking yeah. with you. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, definitely. And uh, next week, we'll talk about something. <laughs> yeah, announced that exactly. now. I would like to announce now that next week, we'll talk about a topic. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Love it. All right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.